Good morning, Cathedral of Faith. The Bible says in Proverbs that without vision, the people perish. And how true is that for us today? Because it's so hard today not to look at all the crazy things that are going on in this world and not feel discouraged or confused. But people of faith, children of faith, cathedral of faith, as we continue to worship, let's stand to our feet and put on the eyes of faith so we can look into our battle and see the victory that He has for us. Amen. Here we go. Yes, Lord. Stand 
Amen. Come on, church, if you can, just lift your hands if you feel comfortable in this room. Let's just continue to create an atmosphere for him to step into. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. This is a house of worship. This is a place of praise. Where every demon trembles, where we proclaim your name. This is a house of healing. Our hearts are full of faith. You have our full of the song church let's sing it together in this house so come alive in the name of jesus come alive in the name of jesus this is a house of miracles we bring everything to the feet of jesus everything in the name of jesus
here in this moment for just a while longer let me ask you a question what do you need today to bring to the feet of Jesus Jesus has said where two or three are gathered together in my name there I am in the midst of them what do you need to bring to the feet of Jesus today now Pastor John Mendez who heads up our Spanish campus ministry and was scheduled actually to speak today he unexpectedly lost his daughter this week to a brain aneurysm. And so today he's bringing that to the feet of Jesus. So I don't know where you're at. I don't know your point of need. I don't know what you're going through, but I know that Jesus is present in this moment and he welcomes us to come to his feet. He's still working. He's still moving. So I invite you to close your eyes with me. If you'd say, Pastor Ken, I could use some prayer today. I really could. I'm going through it. Would you just lift up your hand real high? Just let me. I want to agree with you that today's your day. God's going to meet you in this moment. Those watching online, those out in the amphitheater in the parking lot. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you welcome us into your presence. And you welcome us to bring our burdens and our sorrows, our brokenness, our weakness. We bring it to you today. We bring it to your feet and we ask, oh God, that you would take the heavy burden that is on our shoulders today. Your shoulders are big enough to carry it. And Father, I pray that even now you would release your love and your joy and your peace and your power and your encouragement and your presence, your healing presence in this moment. We believe it. We declare it, 
We've come with our hearts fixed on you, ready to receive what you have for us today. Bless your people in Jesus' name. And for Jesus' glory, we pray this. And all God's people said, amen. Let's give God praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. What a precious moment. Thank you, Seti and Jeremy, for leading us in that. Oh, Cathedral family, it's so good to see you. God is good. And all the time. Whether you're here in the building, outside in the amphitheater, those in the parking lot, and those watching online. I love our online audience. Dave there in Arizona, thank you for, you are cathedral everywhere. Even in Arizona, they're worshiping with us today. Thanks so much for being here. You know, before you're seated, would you turn to somebody and tell them, we serve a good God. Go ahead and do that. We serve a good God. If you don't know him, introduce yourself to him. We're part of one family, the family of God. So great to see you today. You know, any of our first-time guests, we welcome you to come and join us at Cathedral Connect. It's just to my right, right after service. Uh, we'd love to get a chance to meet you, get acquainted with you, so you can find out more about what's happening here at Cathedral of Faith. I'm so excited about this summer and moving into the fall, we've been praying and planning and preparing, and we have things set up by the grace of God through the end of the year. But here in just a couple of weeks, Saturday, July 23rd, we're going to have Teron Brooks, our friend Teron Brooks, is going to be doing a Motown and Broadway concert on that Saturday night. We did it last year. It was a lot of fun. It's a great concert. He's going to stay over with us on the weekend, but I would encourage you to come out. Uh, in fact, not only you and your family or you and your spouse, it's a great date night, uh, but also if there's an unchurched friend or family member, I think they'll enjoy it. It's a great way to introduce them to the campus and Toronto will be with us that Sunday. And then there's so many surprises. Are, you, know, you know, my dad used to say he'd been going to church for years and years and years and he had preached and preached and preached. And they would say, how do you stay so excited, so enthusiastic after all of these years, he said, because I never step into a service without expecting that God is going to show up. God's going to do something in that service, and I can't wait to see what God is going to do. Have you noticed that God is full of surprises? And even this week, we were planning our, well, we were planning our, our sermon series for the month of August. It would start July 31st. It's Cathedral at the Movies. But we got a call a couple of weeks ago from a, a faith-based film producer, and they want to do a sequel. And guess what campus they want to use for that sequel? Cathedral of Faith on July 31st. That's Sunday night. They're going to be filming a sequel to their first faith-based film, which seemed to do pretty well, almost 2 million views on Netflix. And so what an opportunity. In fact, they're inviting cathedral people. You'll hear more about this. If you want to be an extra in the movie, you can come out that Sunday night. Who knows, right? And so, uh, so I was talking to the producer this week, reaching out text-wise with him. And so I thought, well, I'm going to preach on the theme from your first movie, what the Bible has to say about that influence. But would you be available to be interviewed uh, here at campus? And he said, sure. And then he let me know that, you know, 
One of the guys who's acting in the movie is a former 49er by the name of Vernon Davis. Anybody remember him? And Vernon is in the movie. He's gonna be filming that Sunday night at Cathedral. He said, what if Vernon joins me for that interview? So Vernon Davis and the producer of the film are gonna join us on the Sunday morning to talk about making this faith-based film. Not only will it be a great opportunity for us at Cathedral, but for those who are 49er fans that you know, they have a chance to come out and hear Vernon Davis talk about his next film and who knows what Jesus wants to do in their lives. God is full of surprises. Can somebody say amen to that? Yeah. So it's exciting. Boy, so many things that God is, is bringing our way. And God continues to bless and show favor to our reaching out ministry. In fact, one of the local grocery stores right here on Monterey, um, boy, they're, they're doing a whole month featuring reaching out. In fact, they even put a video out to it. And I thought I'd just share this with you as a testimony. Look what the Lord is doing. Hey shoppers, it's John here from Grocery Outlet, Monterey Road. Our 12th annual Independence from Hunger Food Drive is now underway and ongoing throughout the whole month of July. Last year, we were able to raise over $3,400 in food and cash donations and helping our local food agency partners. This year, we hope to raise over $5,000 with our local partner, the Reaching Out Center. So here's how you can help. You can give five, get five. By purchasing a $5 cash card, or a pre-made food bag, you'll receive a $5 discount coupon towards a future transaction of $25 or more. Alternatively, you can also donate in smaller increments, $1, or you can even round up your change. And remember, all donations stay local as we'll be working with the Reaching Out Center. Hope you have a fun July, happy shopping, and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Yeah, isn't that awesome? Let's give God praise, amen. That's favor, favor, say that with me, favor. When the favor of God is upon your life, that makes all the difference. God makes things happen that you could never make happen on your own. And that's been the testimony of Cathedral of Faith. And I just want to thank you for your giving week after week. Thank you for being so faithful as you help Cathedral to do what we're doing in the community and around the world. Uh, both those who have been faithful givers for a very long time and those who have just started giving here at Cathedral. My brother was sharing that already to date, this year we have over 200 new givers, new donors in the Cathedral family. So can we give God praise for that? Amen. So thank you so much. We're going through the book of Proverbs this month, reading a proverb a day. There's 31 days in July, and there's 31 chapters in Proverbs. And in Proverbs 3, 9, we read, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Amen. And that's what we do in this moment. When my wife and I give, we honor the Lord in our giving. We recognize that he has blessed us with everything that we have. And we honor him with our wealth. And as we do, as we put him first, it's the best that, that, uh, that we have produced. We, we give him that first part and offer it to him. That's what we're doing in this moment. And I encourage you, there's lots of ways to give, whether you give online or whether you text or whether you give through the app uh, or whether you give at the end of service. I just wanna thank you again for your giving as you honor God with your wealth today and how God has blessed you. And I wanna speak God's favor over you and your bless and your, your workplace and your finances. I know with inflation, it's a tough time. 
I don't want to speak God's favor over you. Father, I pray that you would extend favor and blessing upon the cathedral family, those who are on site, those who are online. And I pray, God, that you would, oh God, that you would give them favor in the workplace. Give them ideas, concepts, and insights. Give them favor. Expand their territory. Enlarge it, God. Give them promotion. Lord, increase their earning capacity for one reason, so that we can continue to be a greater blessing in the community in the days ahead. God, we pray for favor, unusual favor, over the cathedral family. In Jesus' name, for Jesus' glory, and all God's people said, amen. amen. Well, as we prepare to go to the Lord's table today, I invite you to stand, and Seti and, and Jeremy are coming to lead us again in a great song. Everybody stand, get the elements ready to partake, and lead us, Jeremy.
express our trust and faith in Jesus. Jesus, we come to your table. Thank you for inviting us. And as we eat and drink today, we eat and drink in faith. Our trust and our confidence is in you. Oh, Jesus. In you, we find the sufficiency of everything that we need. Everything that we truly need is found in you. Thank you, Jesus, for your body that was broken for us. Because you were broken, we can be made whole. Let's eat of the bread of Christ in faith. Jesus, thank you that you shed your blood so that we could have life, eternal life, purpose in life, meaningful life, abundant life. And as we drink today, we drink in faith receiving the life that we find in you. Let's drink of the cup of Christ. And now I invite you to, to pray the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Mean it with all your heart. Can we declare it together? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and forever. Amen and amen and amen. Let's give God praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, there's something about coming in faith, ready to receive from Jesus. Before you're seated, tell somebody, I'm ready. Go ahead. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Amen. I'm so grateful for the amazing team we have at Cathedral of Faith. Pastor Mike has been on the team for 40 years. He served alongside me and my brother. And in fact, we have such a close relationship. My dad used to say, your name is Pastor Mike Garcia Foreman. And he truly has been a brother to me. I'm so grateful for him as an amazing leader. And he has an incredible message on the Holy Spirit. Put yourself in position to receive as we prepare our hearts 
this video plays. Good morning, church. How many want to continue being a champion for God? Come on, show me you do. We have that opportunity now. Today I want to talk to you about whenever God asks you to do something, he gives you what you need to do it. He calls it his grace. But there's an additional thing that he wants to put inside of you and I so that we can become everything he requires us to be. And that is being filled with the Spirit. In Acts chapter 19, verses 1 and 2, the Bible says that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior, and he arrived at Ephesus. And there he found some disciples, and he asked them this question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, no. We've not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Through my years here in ministry, I oftentimes run into individuals who haven't even heard there's a Holy Spirit. When you consider the suffering that they have endured, the anxiety that they have because they're not sure what they could do or should do, oftentimes people will come up to me and say, I have to see you. <laughs> I get scared. I don't know well, who you have to see is Jesus Christ because I'm not your Messiah, Jesus is. But I understand what they're saying. Well, there is a God-shaped place in the heart of every person. When you were created, God put this in you. And Pastor Foreman used to say, there is a God-shaped place in the heart of every person, but only God can fill it. Amen. Now, many of us, if we had receptacles in our, in our back, we tried to plug into other things. Maybe it was drugs, maybe it was sex or immorality, pornography. We tried to plug into other things to bring us the satisfaction we're yearning for. And none of those things work until you take that receptacle and plug into Jesus Christ. Come on, give God a hand of praise. <clears throat> so there's something we're constantly searching for, for when we were created, God put an area within us that is not complete until God fills it with what we need. And the benefit of finding this thing 
that we're searching for is love, is joy, is peace. And those are just the first three benefits. Imagine if you're in a situation that you're with someone that's hard to love. It could be a spouse. It could be a child. It could be one of your children or relatives. Instead of writing them off, you come to God and you ask for this love because sometimes our love is hypersensitive, easily angered, easily offended, and we throw up our hands, I'm out of here, I don't need this. But when you ask God, put your love in me and I'll love this person with your love. That's just the first benefit, come on. The second thing is joy. And having joy in the midst of sorrow, only a Christian can do that. It doesn't matter how bad things get, a Christian can have joy. And people can say to them, as bad as it is, how is it that you're able to endure this? Because I'm not looking at this problem. I'm looking at what God can do with my problem, and that's why I have joy. That's just the second benefit. The third is peace. I've never seen a culture or a community that needed more peace. And peace is not found on this earth. Peace is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you come to God and ask him to fill that God-shaped place inside of you, just the first three benefits are love, joy, and peace. Because God knows that we need those. So instead of looking for them anywhere else, we come to God. So because we know something is lacking, we go looking for it. We have a deficiency. That's a shortage. The definition of a deficiency is something that is lacking or something that isn't good enough or something that isn't sufficient. Our efficiency without God's sufficiency is only a deficiency. When we think we got it made, you don't have it made until you have what God wants to put inside of you. Our Efficiency without God's sufficiency is only a deficiency. So where do you go looking for it? Remember the song, looking for love in all the wrong places? That's us. Do you fake it till you make it? Do you try to act holy like you have the Holy Spirit? Do you try and and make everybody think that you're very, like you're a nun or you're a, a priest and you really inside don't have joy? Do you think you have it but you don't really know? We try to find love. We are searching for peace. And we wonder why all the joy is gone in our life. And we're children of God. Where's our joy? The spot that God has placed within us that needs to be filled is the area of the spirit. That's right here. You'll know that because sometimes you get butterflies. When you have to do something or you come into something that's bigger than you are, you feel it right here. This is the area of the soul or the mind, the will, the emotions. And then this is the body. So we're made up of body, soul, and spirit. But right here is where God's spirit dwells, and only the Holy Spirit can dwell there. Demons cannot get into that spiritual place. That's God's place. We are told to be filled with the spirit. Be filled. We are on this earth and still subject to its pressures. It's pitfalls, and we tend to leak. How many know what I'm talking about? Amen. That's only half of you. The rest of you are dismissed. How many know what I'm talking about? We tend to leak. This is why being filled with the Spirit is so essential. It actually means to continue being filled. You can't be filled once. I got it. 
You have to keep being filled because you leak. You get angry. You lose your joy. You get upset at someone. You said something you shouldn't have said. You better be filled again. Come on, somebody. You better be filled again. <clears throat> Matthew 3.11 says, I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me will come one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I'm not fit to carry. He will baptize you with fire and the Holy Spirit. He will baptize you with fire and the Holy Spirit. And a mighty change would take place. Some people think, no, no, I, I don't want to get the Holy Spirit because I'll get weird. You're already weird. <laughs> and so am I. You say, well, why would you say that, Pastor? Well, look at the things you did before you got the Holy Spirit. You tell me that's not weird? And God is not going to make fun of his children. When he gives you his Holy Spirit, it's not going to make you do things that are weird. It's going to make you become the man or woman that he created you to be. Come on, somebody get excited in here. That's what he wants for you. <laughs> God wants you to be what he created to be. And since you're the only one he ever created, there's not another one like you, never has been, never will be. You have a purpose. And so he's left you on this earth. You notice when you got saved, he didn't take you home right away because he wants you to bring some other people with you. But you and I aren't quite success, successful at accomplishing that until we get his Holy Spirit in us. Why? His ministry targets the internal life, the heart, the motives, the soul and produces rapid and permanent changes in the lives of men and women. He does it. You know, if we saw a Christian smoking in the back parking lot, Pastor Mike, that, that person's smoking. We don't lose our mind. We don't go crazy. It's not our job to tell them what to do. It's the Holy Spirit's job. And we're no longer accepting applications for the position of the Holy Spirit because he got the job. That's what Jesus meant when he said, how can you tell a brother about a splinter in his eye when you have a log in your eye? Our job is not to correct or to discipline or to judge. That's the Holy Spirit's job. Our job is to love. Love them into the kingdom. Don't condemn them into the kingdom. The Holy Spirit enters, and he establishes a new relationship with us and God. But this is only the beginning of his work in us. The Holy Spirit marks us as belonging to God. So we're not orphans. We're not unrecognized. When in this same chapter, the seven sons of Siva attempted to cast a demon out of someone, and they said, we adjure you in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. And the demon said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know about. But who are you? That doesn't happen when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. It gets in the spiritual realm who you are. Come on, give God a hand of praise. You're no longer, no longer an orphan. You become a child of, you, you. Look at somebody said, I think he's talking about you right now. You become a child of the Holy Spirit. With all our idiosyncrasies and our faults, people recognize us as children of God. It's the Holy Spirit that brings that about. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14, he is our seal of salvation. What that means, he's our insurance policy. He's the guarantee that when you die, you are going to heaven. 
because he's our seal of salvation so that God can see from heaven and know us to be his sons and daughters. He, the Holy Spirit, becomes our direct line through Jesus to the Father. The Holy Spirit convicts of sin and the need for righteousness in our life. People say, man, I remember you used to always get ticked off. You were always angry. What happened to you? I don't know. I just, like Pastor said, just got on my knees and gave it to God, and he took it away. He took it away. Everybody say, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm. I saw you get mad again. (laughs) We always expect more of others than we do of ourselves. We always think that we're holier than others, and we're not. No one's any holier than anyone else. We are all equal in Jesus Christ. People in my office and counseling them, I tell them, right now, I am no closer to God than you are. Yeah, but you're a pastor and you're this and that. I go, if you're clinging to the cross, look on the other side and you'll see me clinging to the same cross. (laughs) Pastor Mike, what are you doing here? I need the blood of Jesus and his Holy Spirit just like you do. And I'm after the same thing. In John 16, 8, he teaches us to obey the Lord and to trust him to direct our every step and to put all cares on him for God is greater than any problem that you and I can have. Think about that. Through the spirit, we learn to develop greater reliance on the Lord and less on human wisdom or strength or our own abilities because we've tried and we've messed it up and we know we should have listened to the word of God or listened to the Holy Spirit. Well, even right now, While I'm preaching this, you can ask God, because it's a gift. It's a gift. You can't earn it. You can just say, God, give me that Holy Spirit for myself. And he will. He will answer your prayer. And one of the most important things the Holy Spirit does for us is to help us learn to think like God. So we stop becoming fools. When we want to walk out, God says, no, stay there. I'll transform you. When we want to give up, God says, go right back in there. I'll transform that situation. The Holy Spirit wants us to think like God. And what would happen in your home, in your life, with your finances, if you started to think like God? You. It's not impossible. That's why he gave us the word. Many people who say, I don't read it because I don't understand it. And I say, because you don't know the author. It's the Holy Spirit. Get to know the author, and this book will come alive to you. When his spirit takes over our thoughts, that's when good things happen. Why? Our priorities change. I need to be in church today. I need to read the word this morning. I need to be in prayer tonight. I need to start using manners or giving compliments to those in my family. I need to... Allow God to change my situation. You weren't created to be mad. You weren't created to be angry. You were created to have joy. Pastor Foreman used to say that when you have this Holy Spirit living in you, you have a smile on your face. You have a sparkle in your eye. And like Wheezy on the Jeffersons, you have a spring in your step. And that's the way you should be, not. Pastor Ken and I have this ongoing joke about an actor 
from World War II that always had, <clears throat> excuse me, what we call the Vic Morrow look. That manager look. How's your marriage? All right. I heard, I heard you got a new home. It's all right. And I say on my Wednesday night in the midweek that if I looked at you the way you look at me, I would not preach. Because sometimes people in church have that look. Okay, entertain me, make me laugh. It's not my job to entertain you. It's your job to be filled with the Spirit of God so that you can have joy in your heart and you can rejoice in your heart and you can live, come on, like God wants you to live. It's your responsibility. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. You don't have to compete with anybody. Well, she's holy, so I have to be holy. You're not in competition. We're all equal. Is somebody getting this today? Before Christ, before Christ, it was all about me. What could I do? What I wanted, what I thought was best. And after receiving the Holy Spirit, we don't belong to ourselves anymore. We belong to him, to the Lord. We've been bought by a price and are no longer our own. We become better because God's Spirit is a superior influence in our life, not because we are superior as individuals. In Rick Warren's book, he said in the very first chapter, it's not about you. Boy, was that a revelation. So, no, no, it never has been. You sh no, it never has been. You know, turn to somebody and say this, you're not important. <laughs> turn back to them and say, well, neither are you. <laughs> and if we realize that, the competition would stop. You know what they said about you? It doesn't matter. Everybody says something about me. I'm not important. He is. Come on, give God a hand of praise. He is. <clears throat> and when they look at you and I, what are they saying about him? When they see you, what are they saying about him? That's what I mean, church, by saying you're not important. He's important. He died on the cross. He rose from the dead. He ascended to heaven. He wrote our names in the book of life. He's coming back for us. He's coming back. He prepared a place for us in heaven. It's all about him. Doesn't it say in 1 Thessalonians, search the scriptures and you will see that they speak about me. And that's hard for us in our culture. It's not about you. Get over it. We don't like pe uh, when people say those, those things, but it's true. Well, who's it about? The Lord Jesus Christ, the one that lives inside of you. We have been bought by a price and are no longer our own. We become better, again, because God's Spirit is a superior influence in our life. And there's five attributes of the Holy Spirit. One, the Holy Spirit is eternal. He has always existed and will forever exist. Omnipresent. He has the capacity to be anywhere. However, he chooses to manifest his presence only under certain conditions. Omnipotent. The Holy Spirit can do anything consistent with his will. Omniscient. There's nothing the Holy Spirit does not know. He even knows what people would have done if given the opportunity they never received. And he's holy. His nature is perfectly pure, incapable of committing sin. And that is the one that Jesus wants to put inside of you. Inside of you. Inside of each of us. 
He wants to put that inside of us. And so why wouldn't you want it? Well, because I'm just 14 years old. You can have the Holy Spirit. Well, because I've been this way all my life. We know because you need, you need the Holy Spirit. Say that with me. I need the Holy Spirit. I want the Holy Spirit. Lord God, give me your Holy Spirit. Come on, give God a hand of praise. So why do I need to be filled with the Spirit? Because you need God. You know by now you figured out you can't make it on your own. You need God. You need God in every area of your life. You need him for your decisions. Mm-hmm. Everybody say, mm-hmm. You need him for your choices. You need him for your goals and your aspirations. You need God in your relationships, in your family, and with your money. With my money, yes. Because it's not yours, it's his. And we're going to complain because we have to give him 10%. He owns everything. But he wants to bless you. There is not a day that goes by nor a situation that occurs that you are not cognizant of the fact that something is missing. That which is missing is the Holy Spirit. You want to talk about how bad it is. You want to talk about how bad you've had it. And I'm waiting for you to finish so I can tell you all you need is the Holy Spirit of God. Once he comes into your heart, there will be a transformation and you'll be enjoying this life that God gave you. Come on, don't patty cake. You'll be enjoying what God gave you. I have come that you might have life and have that more abundantly. What is abundant life? Well, look at the people who don't know him. Do you want to live like that? What are you looking at? They're already ticked off, but not us. We got that smile on our face and that sparkle in our eye. And we get off the, the bark saying, excuse me. And where are you going? I know who I am. I know where I came from. And I know where I'm going because of God's Holy Spirit. And you can have it. And what are the benefits of being filled with the Spirit? The experience will endue us with power. The authority to do what God wants us to do. He will give you that power. Our carnal nature will be weakened, and an anticipation of God's best is renewed. It doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what they do. God's best is going to be in your life. Our worship of the Lord will be enhanced. No longer will we have to say, will you please raise your hands? You'll be up there at the altar with your hands raised because once you have something inside of you that you know who he is, they can't sit you down. They can't shut you up, church. You want to rejoice. You want to praise him. We become obedient to God's word. No longer is it arduous and difficult for us to obey what we read in the word. We are able to pray through the burdens that we experience, to pray them through. Someone said, how's it going? Well, I'm going through hell. And they say, well, don't stay. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. And see, the Christian doesn't give up because you know who is strengthening you and who's going to get you to the end of what you're going through. You don't have to experience nothing but difficulty. The problem is we haven't asked God for that one thing to fill that God-shaped place. 
the Holy Spirit. And what happens to us? We become better witnesses. So when people say, are you a Christian? Well, I've got permission from Pastor Ken to say this because he's known I've been sarcastic at times. And when people say, are you a Christian? I go, why, you got a problem with that? <laughs> when I'm, he puts his hand on my shoulder, he said, Mike, just say yes. Yes, yes I <laughs> Yes, I'm a Christian. Mike, put your shoulders down. Yes, I'm a Christian. <laughs> hey, you're not a Christian, are you? You got a problem with that, Holmes? <laughs> yes, I'm a Christian. Come on, shout it. Yes, I'm a Christian. Give God a hand of praise, church. Yes, I'm a Christian. All right. Our motivation for receiving the Holy Spirit is not to have a gift, but to want to be everything that God wants us to be and to not miss out on the blessings he wants to give us. The Spirit gives us power to see God's purpose for our life. Not for your life here, but your life on planet Earth. God has called each of us to follow him and has given us a purpose and a hope. And you know, it doesn't matter. You cannot thwart that purpose. You can prolong it. But I don't care if you're 87 years old, you're going to fulfill that purpose for which you were created that God gave you. No, I'm not. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. That's our reason for following him and for doing what we do. How very great is his power that's at work in us. Three things. The Holy Spirit reminds us of who we are in Christ. You need that. The Holy Spirit reminds us of what we can do when we are in Christ. You need that. And the Holy Spirit assists us to become more like Christ. You need that. Amen. Amen. I'm going to invite Pastor Ken, our senior pastor, to come up and pray with you. At this time, I'm just going to ask you to bow your heads. And while pastor's coming up, he's going to pray that you will ask God to fill you with that Holy Spirit. When you come under your pastor for communion, for the Word of God, for tithing and for worshiping the Lord in church, come to him and say, pray that I will ask God to fill me. I want you filled so bad. This church will change. Pastor? Father, as we come to you, we know that you're a good Father who gives good gifts. That us as human beings, us as fathers, even though we're evil, we try to give good gifts to our kids. How much more does a Heavenly Father know how to give good gifts to His children? And so, Heavenly Father, we come to you. We know your will and your purpose for us is for us to live in the fullness of your spirit. And so God, we ask you to fill us, fill us with your Holy Spirit today, and that we may be able to walk in that fullness throughout the week. God, start with me. 
Lord, for me to be who I need to be in this time, in this place, at this hour, I need to walk in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And God, I come on behalf of all of those who are a part of the cathedral family, those on site and those online, that you would fill us today, that you would energize us, empower us, and that, Lord, we would be led by the Spirit throughout the week, that every day we would be animated by the Spirit of God to be who we're meant to be and to do what you've called us to do. And we would pray that we would do this in Jesus' name and for Jesus' glory. And all God's people said, amen. amen. Let's give God praise. Amen. Thank you. Breathe on us, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, would you stand with me? And can we continue to praise God with our hearts and with our hands and with our voices as you stand? Let's give God praise. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for filling us today. Thank you, Lord, for the hope that we have. Thank you, Lord, for the faith that we have. Thank you, Lord, for the joy that we have. Thank you, God, for the peace that we have. Thank you, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord, for this day that we have. This is the day the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Amen. And amen. And amen. Well, again, thanks so much for joining us, whether it's here on site or our online audience. We love our online community. We have some new things that are coming out in the month of August for our online community to help that become more interactive so you'll be supported in your walk with Christ. And I just want to say again, thanks for our amazing team. And would you let Pastor Mike know how much you appreciated that great word today? Thank you, Pastor Mike. I love you, man. Oh, amen. God is good and all the time. You know, after service, I encourage you, if you need prayer, go out to the amphitheater. Our team will be there to pray with you and to pray for you. We speak God's blessing over you as you go. May the Lord bless you and may he keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. And this week, may you walk every day in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. All God's people said, amen. God bless you as you go, Cathedral. Have an amazing, amazing day.